Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number three of Genesis chapter seven. We're going to be reading verses four through six. Genesis seven, beginning in verse four. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that Jehovah commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And I'll stop reading there. In verse 4 of Genesis chapter 7, God, speaking to Noah, says, For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. Now, first of all, historically, this tells us that God gave Noah seven days advance warning. Specifically, he told him the exact date of the flood, the exact day the flood would be. And that's obvious. I don't know how anyone could dispute that because it it's plainly stated, for yet seven days, and I will cause it, terrain upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. So all Noah had to do was say, well, God just told me seven days, and and today um, the date is the 10th, the, the 10th day of the second month of my 600th year. And, um, and, and so seven days from now, the 17th day of the second month of my 600th year, the flood will come. And that's exactly what did happen historically in in verse 10 of Genesis 7. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth in the 600th year of Noah's life in the second month, the 17th day of the month. So historically, God told Noah in advance in advance. Now, we, we already know, uh, based on um, carefully going through Genesis chapter 6, that God had given Noah 120 years of advance warning so he could build the ark. But, uh, you know, to say that you have 120 years and and at that time it was the year 5110, um, I think Noah was 480 years old. And to say, well, it will be 120 years from now when you're 600, it, that, that's not specific uh, enough because it could be any month, any time within a 12-month period in the 600th year. And, and so God first gave him the year so he could 
no, well, I have to get working and I, I have to build this ark because I have so many years left. And then when the year came, the Lord gave more information. He, he gave greater detail and specifically told Noah the very day the flood would begin. Now, this is a problem, of course, for people um, in the churches and, and many professed Christians that insist no man can know the day or hour. And they even go to passages like Matthew 24, and it says in Matthew 24, Verse 36, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. That's the verse that uh, so many in the churches go to as their proof text. You cannot know the timing. You cannot know the day or hour when Christ is coming, and, and they apply that to any kind of date. Um, such as May 21, 2011, it was stated, or October 7th, 2015. Whenever they hear a date, it's the, the automatic reaction of those in the churches, and, and more and more people are joining up with that idea. It's, it's just an easy, uh, thing to pull out, uh, a doctrine to, that, and, and quote a verse. And of course, uh, it's surprising that some people who ought to know better have joined with them in doing that because um, God's elect people know that oftentimes the apparent meaning of a verse is not the actual meaning of a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son is a good example. Quick, easy, many professed Christians and free will gospel believers quote that verse. And yet, they're completely wrong with its meaning. Or, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Very plain, literal, direct. They quote it to prove their point. All you have to do is believe to be saved. Again, completely wrong. And we, we don't have enough time to go through the Bible and all the many verses that apparently say one thing, yet in reality are saying or teaching something completely different. And God wrote the Bible this way so that people who are spiritually dead, and and this is why they end up to be spiritually lazy, and spiritually careless because they are spiritually dead and and they uh, don't know any better in, in spiritual blindness that accompanies their deadness. They don't recognize that you have to dig into the Bible and and often, if not always, the apparent superficial, plain, literal meaning is going to lead you astray. And And so again, of course, the church... In its careless and, and relatively lazy hermeneutic goes to a verse that apparently makes a statement and, and since it says what they want it to say, they, they hope 
this is the doctrine. They don't want to know about the return of Christ in reality. So they accepted. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And then you'll even hear a good number of them go and look at the next couple of verses as proof you cannot know the day or hour. And it says in verse 37, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days there before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. There you have it, they say. First, we have Jesus' own statement. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. And then he tells us about the days of Noah and the flood. And, and notice it says that they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. All the people knew not. No man knows the dare hour. You see, they think that this supports their claim. And yet, God's people, God's elect, never dispute the fact that the unsaved, the ignorant, the unlearned, those that are spiritually classified as fools by God himself, because they lack wisdom, as it says in Daniel 12, the wise will understand, but none of the wicked will understand. So we we agree completely. The God's people, God's elect, agree completely. The flood took them all by surprise. They did not know the day or hour until they experienced it. We completely agree with that idea, and and it is a, a fact. It doesn't mean they didn't hear about it. Certainly, they saw Noah building the ark for 120 years in a, a world the size of just a handful of million. Everyone knew. Everyone knew about the crazy crazy old man uh, I, well if you can call someone 480 to 600 years old old at that time I don't know the average age of people maybe it was middle age because Noah did live to be 950 but still as far as we're concerned looking back he was certainly an old man and he would have been considered out of his mind look at him building this ark because of some fanciful idea of a flood God spoke to him and and they would have mocked and ridiculed and laughed man is no different today than he was back then so they did not know because they didn't want to know they they disregarded the warning and they went about their everyday lives eating and drinking and marrying until the day came and then they knew. You see, when you're warned and you're warned and you're warned, and then 
what you were warned about, the um, downpour, the, the rain, the flood begins to occur, then through the actual experience of it, they came to know it. And, and that's actually how the Bible is using the word know in of that day and hour, knoweth no man. It is that no one of mankind has yet to experience the judgment day of God. Once man experiences it, he comes to know it. But but anyway, um, Jesus is making a statement of the day and hour, knoweth no man, then he gives the historical example of Noah and the flood. Well, what are we to do? We're to go back into the Old Testament history, into the book of Genesis, and we are to see, well, what was the situation? And when we we read about it, it, it it's not... Um, hidden, it's right here on the pages of the Bible, in Genesis 7, verse 4, for yet seven days, and it will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. God told Noah the exact day, the exact day. So Noah knew the day of the flood. The rest of the people, well, Noah would have told them too, anyone who would listen. He certainly told his family. They were loading up the animals, uh, finishing up the work over the course of that last week. And, and, and Noah, a preacher of righteousness, would have made it known. Christ preaching, Christ moving Noah to preach and, and, and through him preach to the Spirits in prison, the unsaved people in spiritual captivity to sin and Satan. Christ preached to them and, and yet they disregarded and they preferred ignorance and they went about their everyday lives as the seven day advance warning passed. Six days, and then five, and four, three, two, one. Then came the seventeenth day of the second month, and the and the rain began. And maybe even at first, when the rain began, they didn't believe. But it was such a heavy rain, and and but we have heavy rains even today. And and then the next day, it rained just as heavy, no let up. And, and there would have been flooding already, um, minor to major flooding. And, and then it, it kept raining and it kept raining. And so then they came to know. They came to know again through the experience of it. Well, how are we to reconcile these two things? On one hand, in Matthew 24, God makes that statement that they knew not until the flood came and took them all the way and and he joins it in the context of of that day and hour knoweth no man. But then when we read the historical account Noah knew Noah knew Noah's wife knew his sons knew 
their wives knew. And again, um, they were the only ones, eight, that were delivered. But other people would have been told. And how do we, we reconcile these two things? Well, God helps us in First Thessalonians chapter 5. In 1 Thessalonians 5, he says, in beginning in verse 1, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. You see what God is saying there? Yes, Christ comes as a thief in the night. And and he will, and he has actually, um, take people by surprise. Just as Darius, uh, also known as Cyrus, came suddenly upon the kingdom of Babylon and took the kingdom in one night. The Babylonians were caught off guard. They, it's just amazing how a mighty power like Babylon was could be so unsuspecting. And and yet, when we understand that Babylon represents the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of darkness, which is this world and its inhabitants that are all unsaved and 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 uh, all those that belong to that kingdom and are um, subject to the rule of Satan, and they are blind. They they have no ability to perceive they they have no wisdom to discern time and judgment and and therefore it comes upon them um like like an evil net they're fish caught in that evil net and yet it's not the case with God's elect people we are not in darkness that that day should overtake the people of God as a thief. And all we have to do is apply what is being stated here to Noah. Noah was a man who found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God, following really a biblical uh, pattern, we'll see it's carried through the entire Bible really, and the biblical principle is the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret to his servants, the prophets. And so God, before acting, before sending the actual flood to bring the literal destruction of the first earth by water, he foretold and he gave Noah advance warning. Further advance warning, additional, more in-depth advanced information concerning the the judgment that he had already told him about, 
Now you can know the actual day because Noah was not in darkness that that day should overtake him as a thief, nor Noah's wife, nor his sons, nor their wives. These eight souls were not caught as a thief. And there's uh, those that are in the church or professed Christians even outside the church who say all it means that you're not caught as a thief is that you're saved. And if you're saved, you're ready. Well, that's not how it worked out in the life of Noah and his family. They they had built the ark. They They had entry. They had access to the ark because God used them to build it. It was right there. And uh, if it were true what people say, that the language of not being caught as a thief or you are not as a thief, brethren, just means that you're saved, then Noah and his family just would have been waiting around with their hand out um, feeling for rain. Well, is it going to be today? They wouldn't know. Or is it going to be tomorrow? Uh, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on the sky for these tremendous rain clouds and and once it starts raining, well, we're all safe and secure. But that's not how it worked out. How it actually happened was God gave information regarding time and judgment. Time and judgment. Both time and judgment. Seven days and the world will be judged. And you you have this seven-day period left. To, to take care of matters, to get all the food on board that if you're lacking any, to get whatever animals on board that have not yet boarded and, and to make last minute, uh, provisions to, um, go to neighbors and, and friends and other people that you know, uh, to go downtown and, and stand in the street corner and tell them because there's only a day or two left. People, people, listen. The, the ark is complete. God has told me. The, and the word of God has told me. On the 17th day of the second month. That the rain will fall. The judgment of God is coming. And, and at that point. The ark will be closed and no one can get into the ark at that time. Now's the time. Now's the day of deliverance. You can still be saved. You can find refuge from this approaching judgment and it's certain to happen because God told me yet seven days and, and, and again, uh, no, certainly a preacher of righteousness would have told them the exact day, the 17th day, the 17th day of the second month. And he would have likely said it again and again, uh, pleading with people, beseeching people as an ambassador of God. Won't you be reconciled to the Lord and and won't you believe him and trust him and and won't you come? We we have some room. Come and and get on board the ark. We we can imagine that certainly Noah, out of love for his fellow man, and at the time when it were still possible, 
when when it was still possible to to bring someone on board because the door had not yet shut would have made these kinds of pleas and yet God had already told him he already told him back when he gave instructions 120 years earlier the people that would board the ark Noah his wife his sons and their wives and nobody else because only God's elect listen to the word of God and believe the word of God and trust the word of God and have eyes uh, to see because God has opened their eyes so that they understand that these things are true and trustworthy, that they can be relied upon. And God's word is always certain. And, and so the eight souls only, eight people got on board the ark and probably they were disappointed that, that so many were not, uh, coming into the ark. And, and yet it was the will of God. And, and so finally God shut him in. God closed the door on the day he said he would close the door. Well, uh, well, I don't know if he said that. Let's go back to Genesis 7. And, and actually God doesn't say that. Uh, he just says, For yet seven days and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. But it could have been gathered, certainly implied. They're not going to leave the the door of the ark open once the deluge starts. What's the point of building the ark if if you're allowing the water in? And so it it was understood. I, I think we can safely say that. That the opportunity to board that vessel, that special divine vessel that was really a gift from heaven itself, a gift from God to the people of the earth, the, the ability... And, and the opportunity to board was limited to that seven-day window at that time. And once the seven days would expire, there would be no more opportunity. And that's exactly what happened. So we, we see that Noah and his family, they were not uh, caught off guard. God did not come as a thief for them. But the rest of the people of the world, because they're in darkness, uh, their eyes are not open, their ears uh, cannot hear, they're, they're lifeless in the spiritual realm. And God's word operates in the spiritual realm. And, and so it's as though it, it cannot penetrate them. It, it cannot move them to take action as it moves the people of God as God moves within them to will and do of his good pleasure. And as a result, they were left outside the ark, outside the kingdom of heaven, outside God's salvation. And then the rain came and the floods rose and the world was destroyed. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. 
You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.